Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue of Forbes is a special one in that it talks about the world's richest people who have well surpassed the billion dollar mark in net worth. And the list has hold your breath 1426 names and they all total up to 5.4 trillion dollars. It also has 50 odd Indian names and joining me on the call to talk about the richy rich is Nazneen Karmali the india editor of the forbes us edition hi nazneen good to have you here hi abhishek great to talk to you thank you it's the 27th year running for forbes you guys have been doing it for so many years so what is the significance of this issue and how is the atmosphere in the forbes us offices that you keep frequenting and you are from there so if you can dig back and tell us what is the atmosphere in the offices for an issue which is as big as this Well, as you said, Abhishek, this is our biggest territorial property. It's a blockbuster issue, and there's a lot of excitement and lots of late nights. It's a pressure cooker out there, and we are slamming it to press. But it's very exciting because this is our hottest property, and we work very hard and very long to produce this list. I think the important part of this list is that it's not just about mapping wealth. Yes, we are mapping wealth, but what we are really doing behind those numbers is we are mapping how economic clout and how economies around the world are shaping up, and where economic clout shifting around the world. And when you track billionaires, it gives you a pretty good idea as to which are the rising economies, because it's those countries where the economies are. really expanding that tend to produce more billionaires than ever what are some of the highlights of this issue which mirrors the growth or the downfall of certain countries in the world economy well abhishek uh, as you said we've been at it for 27 years and what we noticed this year is that despite the fact that uh, there's been some amount of uh, economic headwinds around the world as far as the world's billionaires are concerned you know we've they've reached all time highs we had something close to 210 new 10 figure fortunes this year and uh, china had the most i mean china had uh, 29 new billionaires so china leads the way and that's no surprise right the reason for this rise is because asset prices have revived and that's really the driving force behind all the wealth of the super rich that is going up some of the trends that you see if you look at the top ranking there's been a big shift there we have the spanish ortega who makes zara like clothing who's overtaken warren buffett which you could have imagined in the past but that's basically being fueled by consumer spending so you have billionaires who are coming from those consumer industries where consumers are still buying not just uh, especially in asia pacific uh, where you know aspirations keep rising so you have new billionaires such as Renzo Rosso who's the maker of diesel jeans you have retailer Ruth Nordstrom again designer Tory Burch who's uh, made her appearance for the first time this year so you see a lot of consumer product linked fortunes that have come into the list uh, this year I remember reading about Nick Woodman from your stories GoPro's CEO right as i said we have a lot of new and interesting names even in india where 
we just a few months ago did our list of the top 100 fortunes even since then we've uncovered new billionaires so we have eight new names amongst indians this year as compared to last year and four of them are completely new i mean they weren't even there in our october list of the top 100 richest sorry to cut you in nazneen just to get our listeners to know how exactly do you calculate the net worth before going on to some of the indian names and you've covered one of them in quite detail so how difficult is it how evasive are these entrepreneurs or how cooperative are these people to let out their details so much that they make it in black and white in print well as i said abhishek we've been at it for a long time 27 years now and i personally have been involved in compiling and calculating net worth since 1997 So I've done it for 17 of those 27 years. Certainly, let me talk about India a little bit, if you like. In India, we have a lot of public holdings, so a lot of fortunes that are, you know, tied to public holdings. And as disclosures have improved, we find that there's a lot more information available than there was previously. So, in that sense, we really don't necessarily need the cooperation of the billionaire concerned. Uh, it's nice to have but if you don't get it we go on regardless uh, we contact everyone and our attempt is to meet them mostly we find that you know disclosures have improved and uh, this is true across asia specific especially in india so it's not as hard a grind as it was in the past however if you look at private fortunes and that's another area of focus for us because you know there are private fortunes you mentioned uh, the pepsi bottler whom we outed this time as a billionaire that's ravi jaipur uh, who's really one of the smartest uh, wealth creators i've met recently he has an entirely personally held fortune none of his companies are listed and when some private equity deal takes place uh, we do get some sort of benchmark valuation to go by and that gives us a sense of what the valuation of the business could be based on those deals and ravi jaipuria has really been on our radar for a while and this time we were lucky to get a hold of the bigger story behind ravi because in a not very long span he's become one of the top bottlers pepsi worldwide but the other thing is that ravi is a risk taker he's gone out he's grown he stayed loyal to pepsi through all the controversies through all the challenges and he's gone out and sought further capacity in difficult markets so he sees as somebody who is willing to take on challenges and pepsi is more than happy to give him bottling franchises even outside india so he's expanded and one of the countries where he's placed his bets quite heavily is africa and he really thinks that africa is the next big opportunity you know when you're tracking down billionaires you invariably come up with very interesting entrepreneurial stories of sheer grit and risk taking ability and ravi jaipuria epitomizes that so you know being on the billionaire beat really helps you uncover very fascinating sagas right but it also must be a tough project right in the sense that it must be difficult to track ravi jaipuriyas of the world every time is there a process behind this how do you keep a track of who's earning what 
or do they come to you and say hey look here's my resume well we do get approached by people but usually if you're approached by someone then you know we really have to make sure that they make the cut there are lots of people now who are aspiring to be on the list and to be a forbes billionaire means you belong to an exclusive club and overnight you know you get known throughout the world we've had this year we've uncovered billionaires first time billionaires in countries that never happened before let me cut to nepal you know this time we uncovered the first billionaire in nepal who's someone called binod choudhury and binod has built his fortune largely outside nepal because nepal has you know restrictions on growth and ownership so he is very cleverly positioned himself outside nepal through his two sons who are non resident nepalis and he's nepal's first billionaire and we've got a huge response to uh, binod choudhury's inclusion on the billionaires list there are countries that were not represented on the billionaires list all these years who now suddenly popped up on the radar right again about a decade back that wouldn't have been possible so what do you think has changed in the last 5 years given that the world economy is the euro crisis the american bailout plans is that one reason why asians are starting to appear a little more than before on the list well certainly asia's rise has been quite remarkable in terms of global wealth you know you mentioned a decade ago now this may surprise you but a decade ago there were no billionaires in china today we have 100 22 billionaires in China. The US interestingly has retained its ranking as a top producer of billionaires and it's basically one third of the world's billionaires come from America. So despite the economic troubles, you know, entrepreneurs are continuing to create wealth. Of course their wealth may have come down, but uh, in the US classic example as i said when we started mapping well 27 years ago japan was really high up on the list japan is now slipped and you'll be surprised that indonesia and south korea have more billionaires than japan does it'll be interesting to see the political system also in these economics perhaps do democracies do better is china an exception or is it more kind of a trend setter although the government steps in in everything that businessmen do there are more billionaires there after the us so did you find any correlation between politics and business i don't think we really looked at that kind of correlation i think it's so linked to the economy now in india this year we had 55 billionaires versus say 49 last year however you know the market has been a little rocky so the collective net worth of all the indians has not really changed much between 2012 and 2013 though we have six more billionaires than last year but if you look at the sectors i think farmers held up in fact done quite well because the biggest gainer in absolute terms amongst the indian billionaires is uh, dilip shangvi he's richer by 2 billion and he's now at 9.4 billion so he's had a major boost to his fortune if you look at the second richest indian in the world and who's lakshmi mittal uh, lakshmi mittal has really seen a dip in his fortune and that's because of weak demand in europe for steel the other people who really seen the fortune shrink amongst the indians are those in the infrastructure sector people like gm rao 
Gautam Adani, who've really seen a massive uh, drop in their fortunes. So in the top 20 worldwide, we don't have any Indians this year. You know, that's a reflection of where the Indian market has gone. And here overall, uh, Abhishek, let me tell you that Asia has overtaken Europe. So we have more billionaires in the Asia-Pacific region, now about 386, which was hardly 61 10 years ago. So you see that's another significant change, I would think. You know, the billionaire project is no longer a a once-in-a-year affair for us. We are tracking billionaires every day. This year, we also had our first ever billionaires from Angola, Swaziland, Vietnam. So new hotspots keep emerging. And I can promise you that Forbes will keep uncovering that. Brilliant. I think all the journalists who are on your team would be looking forward to this project every every year because they get to travel to places that props up billionaires that nobody really expects them to be. And you, you need to be visiting these places, I'm guessing, to get their names here. Abhishek, let me tell you, there are little hard work, sweat, sometimes blood, <laughs> that goes on behind the scenes. So it's rather less exotic and you make it out to be. It's a lot of, lot of hard work. Absolutely. I think on, on that note, it's a good time to wrap up. Thank you very much, Nazneen, for your time. Thank you, Abhishek. Look forward to chatting again. Thank you. Thank you very much. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com. And in this issue, also read about the controversy surrounding Prince Alwaid's claim about being one of the top 10 billionaires in the world and why Forbes doesn't think so. And among other interesting essays is one about well-meaning entrepreneurs and how they've taken to philanthropy. And to have someone call you back for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.